and good morning once again, everybody, and welcome back to the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, my beautiful wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika. Well, good morning. Good morning to our new and returning listeners, and good morning to you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good this morning, I guess. The sun is shining for a change in Southern California. I know that probably sounds strange to most of you out there, but it's actually been true over the past few days. Well, we love the sun here, so it's a welcome sight this morning. Yes, it is. And because of that, we have another great show for you guys today. We are going to be getting you all up to speed on the latest injuries going around the game because... Well, there's a lot happening and people coming and going, and it's a lot to keep track of. That's what we're here for. So we're going to give you all that information. But before we do anything this morning, we need to turn it over to our update specialist. His name is Max Sugarcane. We dug him up from a previous generation, if you're just joining us for the first time. And he performs a segment for us, which we call the Retro Rundown. So without further ado... Let's get you caught up on all of yesterday's games and turn it over to Max. Take it away, Max. Take it away. Okay, and good morning once again, dear friends. Legendary baseball voice Max Sugarcane here, bringing you another look back at all of yesterday's Diamond Cutters with today's edition of The Retro Rundown. This one for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. The Athletics won their rubber match in Pittsburgh, taking two of three from the Pirates on their home turf. It was the rookie first baseman, Ryan Noda, with the big bat for Oakland, going two for four at the plate and wielding Thor's hammer in celebration after hitting an opposite field homer in the top of the seventh. The Padres came back to earn a one-to-one split with Seattle in their short two-game set at Petco Park thanks to a huge day at the plate from their superstar Juan Soto, who opened up the floodgates with a five-for-five day at the plate, driving in four RBIs for the Friars. It was the first five-hit game in the young career of Juan Soto. May NL Pitcher of the Month Michael Waka 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 notched another win for San Diego, improving to six and two on the season. The Marlins continue to beat up on lesser teams, winning their sixth straight game, completing a sweep of the Royals in South Beach. Luis Arise continues to rise. His average now at 403 with a 2 for 4 evening at the plate. Jesus Sanchez put the fish up for good in the third with a tree run homer, his sixth on the season. Also in South Florida, Tampa Bay went with the old bullpen by committee against the Twins, and it almost worked until Minnesota third baseman Royce Lewis, fresh off the disabled list, tied the game at one apiece on a line of the left in the top of the ninth. But never fear, Rays fans, Randy Rosarena plays for your team, and he saved the day, crushing an opposite field home run to right for a dramatic walk-off winner and the team's fourth straight victory. The Blue Jays won their second straight over Houston behind a stellar pitching performance from Chris Bassett, who went eight innings against the defending champions giving up four hits while striking out five and yielding only two earned runs to Jordan Alvarez, who hit his 17th homer of the year in the fourth inning, adding two more to his major league leading RBI total, which sits at 55. But the Blue Jays fought back. Bo Bichette and Brandon Belt each hit solo shots for the Bluebirds, setting it up for Alejandro Kirk, who punched a line drive single to center field to put Toronto on top, three to two, and that was how it ended at the Rogers Center. The Reds won their second straight against the Dodgers, thanks to a pair of first-career Major League long balls from two of the Cincinnati kids. First up, 
It was the second day call-up, Ellie de la Cruz blasting a cruise missile 458 feet to right field, flashing his jersey number 44 to his teammates as he trotted around the bases and earning his first taste of the Viking celebration helmet. The two teams traded long balls back and forth until they were tied in the bottom of the ninth, and the youngster Will Benson, another lefty for the Reds, came up and hit his first career long ball into the right field bleachers, sending the Cincinnati crowd into a frenzy. And watch out everybody, here comes the Reds. The Guardians evened up their series with the Red Sox at a game apiece, winning 5-2 in the city of rock and roll. It was the veteran shortstop, Ahmed Rosario, getting it done for Cleveland, going tree for four at the plate with a double, an RBI, and two runs scored. Arizona wins again in D.C., beating the Nationals 6-2 behind a strong performance from their starter, Zach Davies, who went six and two-thirds, giving up two earned on five scattered hits while striking out eight. On offense, it was NL Rookie of the Year frontrunner Corbin Carroll with a big night at the plate, going four for five with a home of two RBIs, three runs scored, and a stolen base to boot. And don't look now, but the Snakes have a two-game lead in the NL West. The Braves came from behind against Mad Max Scherzer and defeated the Mets in Atlanta 7-5. It was the young center fielder Michael Harris II, breaking a five-ball tie in the eighth, hitting a deep two-run home run to center, leading Atlanta to their fourth straight victory, and handing the Mets their fifth straight loss, the first time they've lost five straight since September of 2021. The Blue Crew handed the Orioles a 10-2 loss in Milwaukee behind eight scoreless innings from their ace, Corbin Burns, who gave up just two hits while striking out nine Orangebirds on the evening. The young center fielder Joey Weimer had a huge game for Milwaukee, going 4-for-4 four four at the plate with two home runs, a double, and five RBIs. Have yourself a game, Joey! The Cardinals salvaged the game against the Rangers in Arlington, winning just one to nothing despite a complete game loss from Texas starter John Gray. But as they say, that's baseball sometimes, and St. Louis starter Jack Flaherty was equally sharp, going six scoreless for the Redbirds, giving up just three hits to the mighty Rangers while striking out eight. Cardinals left fielder Alec Burleson got to Gray in the eighth inning, hitting a solo shot to left center field, his fifth home run on the season. The Giants came from behind to win their second straight against the Rockies at Coors Field, 5-4. It was the young San Francisco rookie catcher Patrick Bailey coming off the bench and executing a perfect safety squeeze bunt in the eighth inning, scoring Mitch Hanniger from third for the San Fran winner. The Angels won their second straight over the visiting Cubbies, 6-2. It was backup outfielder Mickey Moniak breaking this one open in the bottom of the sixth with the big bases loaded double to right, scoring all three runs in the process. Los Angeles has now won three in a row. And out east, Canadian wildfires forced the cancellation of two games, the Tigers at the Phillies and the White Sox at the Yankees. Both games will be made up later today with a doubleheader now scheduled in the Bronx. And that's all the tales from inside the chalk lines from yesterday's games. But fear not, dear friends, we will be right back here tomorrow with a recap of all of today's games and another edition of The Retro Rundown. All right, it's time to get on with the rest of the show. Here's the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast and your hosts, Kenny and Nika. Take it away, kids. Thank you, Max. Great to have you back. Wonderful update. Lots of games. Absolutely. Always great to hear Max's voice. We know things prevent him from joining us each and every day, but we do have new retro rundowns every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday here on the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. Thank you for the update. No problem. Man, there were some good games, though, last yesterday. I, I wanted to mention a few things. First off, I, I, I think everyone is just amazed at Ellie De La Cruz right now. He, it's hard not to watch him. It's, he's very exciting. The Reds. 
take it to the Dodgers. Two yes. wins, two walk-off wins. Two walk-off wins in a row. Cincinnati fans loving it. The Reds are getting some swagger. The Reds are one of the oldest franchises in the game, right up there with Pittsburgh, New York. Uh, I'm sorry, maybe the Giants. The oldest? The, the old New York Giants, yeah. now the San Francisco Giants. Mm -hmm. Same with the Dodgers. And, and Well, long story short, you know, like I think whenever the Reds are good, it's good for baseball. They they obviously have a passionate fan base, as we have saw the last uh, few nights. Um, even going back to the, uh, the left-handed pitcher names escaping me off the top of my head that pitched on Monday night or, or was that Tuesday night man it's a, it's been exciting I think it was Monday night he debuted and then yeah they brought up Ellie the next day he had Ellie a big Ellie. first game but now he hit the the home run yesterday and like the fans went nuts yeah he is a star in the making uh, he seems to be the real deal I, I know it's his second start I will give him maybe a week or so to like you know you gotta get him a little acclimated to the whole major leaguers yeah you know I I, I saw yesterday I don't remember if he doubled again yesterday think... he had a triple he... oh that's right he hit a triple his second time up yes and he he did it so effort like he hit second base and like he did, he wasn't stopping and like yeah he, he got in off. so easily he's so tall and can run around the bases just so seamlessly um yeah it's a it's pretty fun to watch and and he's definitely a dynamic player he reminds me a little bit of fernando with the excitement that he just brings to a franchise that quite frankly needs excitement right yes now. he did have a home run yesterday so he did put out on the viking gear yeah that was fun. I don't know what that cape is. It's like Viking cape. Lord Commander John Snow cape. It goes with the helmet. I think it's, it's fine. fine. I like it, you know. Yeah. But it was it's definitely fun. Uh, he's having a good time. I also wanted to talk about Juan Soto. We've oh been, yeah, we've been highly critical of Juan Soto on the podcast. Rightfully and, and probably so. Probably rightfully so. He is now not playing bad. <laughs> no, he had a great game yesterday. Five hits. Mm -hmm. That's anytime you have a five hit game in the majors, you're doing something right. Yes. What I'm most impressed about though, is like just watching him. He's, he's begun to go to the opposite field, which is what we said was his big problem. Yeah. You know, like watching him, he was just not putting the ball. He was not hitting the ball to all fields and he wasn't hitting the ball where it was being pitched. He wanted it where he liked it and no one's going to do that. You know, no. at least when you're not showing that you're respecting the outside pitch. So I'm, I'm really happy to see him start to swing a better bat. If you look at his average over the last 30 days, looking a lot more like the Juan Soto of old. So that slow start, you know, I think even going into May, he was still hitting in the 100s. Like, so to see him now at like 265, I mean, he's come a long way. I think we need to uh, celebrate that. And we do. Hopefully, knock on wood, that as, as he gets hot, the, the rest of the Padres will get hot, and they need a winning streak. They do. They only get one game win. <laughs> one or two, and then yeah. it's like right back to the same old stuff. And, it is. And it's, it's, so, it's sad to watch. It's been frustrating, but I, I think if you look at Vegas, they have not counted the Padres out yet. They have not. They I believe it's around 58% chances that they make playoffs. Yeah. So there's a there's a room for improvement and there's a, still a chance. I hope. Well, speaking of the NL West, I think we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the Arizona Diamondbacks. They continue to win now they're they're beating up on Washington after the Braves took two out of three, I think, from them at home. Yes. But nevertheless, they have now pushed to two games ahead of the Dodgers because of the Reds 
theatrics and now they're the big dog in the NL West all of a sudden after everyone was like it's going to be the Padres and Dodgers it's it's not it's the Diamondbacks at least through June it looks uh, like it I don't think they're going away you know uh they have a, a great young team if you haven't seen them play yet you should definitely be watching more Diamondbacks baseball they they have an interesting brand I think they're really well managed and they have a really exciting rookie named Corbin Carroll right now that you should definitely check out uh, yes. And his rookie card is debuting. He's an outfielder for the Diamondbacks. Yes. You cannot forget pitching for Arizona. Oh, Diamondbacks. yeah. Even Zach Davies pitched for them yesterday and did a, a stellar job as we heard from Max. Nice nice start for Zach. And they have Zach Gallen. They have Merrill Lynch. They have some guy. Oh, wait. Yeah. Merrill Lynch. Or, is that his name? No. Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly. Okay, so I also wanted to mention the Blue Jays because yes. they had this really big series coming up with Houston, and uh, they have answered after they got shellacked on the first game. They have come back to turn it around, and they got really AL hot. East is just stacked, as we keep saying. And the Blue Jays are now seven games over five hundred and find themselves in fourth place in their division. Just really rough, you know. I, I don't know how else to put it, but they've won two in a row. They've won eight out of their last ten. Uh, they are as hot as you can be, and and they are even hotter than the Rays if you want to look at their last 10. So um, the Blue Jays gaining ground. Yeah, they are fighting. They are fighting for a position in that I, division. I, yeah, I, I thought after, if you remember a couple of weeks back, Baltimore came in there and just swept them and, and, and at their place. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like not a good thing for the Blue Jays, but it's actually maybe a good thing that it happened to them now they seem to have gotten motivated by that because since that happened, they've been on a tear. And, yeah. Uh, they are actually, it's so rough out there in the American League these days. If you're a good team, seven games over 500 isn't good enough to make the playoffs in June. That would belong to the Yankees, Houston, and Baltimore. Yeah, those are the teams Blue Jay has to unfortunately leapfrog before they get. Well, they have another from. opportunity later today because yes, they, they do have one more game with Houston as this was a a, a four game variety. Mm-hmm. So uh, good luck to the Blue Jays in their final finale yes. with the Stroves. All right. And the last guy we have to talk about is Arise. Oh, boy. Yes, my, do. my goodness. You know, it's so funny to watch because it's like I missed his first at bat yesterday, you know, so I saw the box score. And I saw he was 0 for 1, and he was down to 400, and I was like, oh, it's so amazing now. But we're, what jumped out to me was we're at this point now where if he doesn't get a hit in an at-bat, it's going to lower his average by about one point. I know. It's so much easier to go down than go up. Well, but then you look, he got he went 1 for 2, and then his average said 402. So he actually went up two points. Then I saw he was 1 for 3. And it was 401. So he went down another point, but he didn't go back down to 400. True. But and then he's... he got the hit and it mm-hmm. went up to 403. Yes. So it seems like it goes up two right now and down one, which is in his favor. Because that's interesting. he keeps getting hits. Yeah, that's, that's a very, hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, you know, because he's the only player in the whole majors with that average. Oh, yeah. Right now. The, the nearest people are, are 70 points away. Yeah. Seven percentage points away from you after this many at bats. I mean, you're talking about an average that is being affected by like, you know, the the hundredths placeholder, if you will. I'm getting really mathematical here, but like, you know, if <laughs> you look okay. at the, the average, you know, you move the decimal point over two, and that gives you the percentage batting average. So like, 
arise, for example, this morning, 403 batting average. 403. That means that he is a getting a hit 40.3% of the time. And when we're talking about hitting 400, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who gets a hit 40% of the time at their bats, which, again, has not been done since 1941 and the great Ted Williams, The Science of Hitting. Yeah. That's the book he wrote. He is taking baseball by a surprise a little bit right mm -hmm. now. Everybody is tuning in every time he gets yeah. the batter's box. It's must-see TV. It is, because, you know, <laughs> if he doesn't produce, it goes down. Hey, MLB, if you're listening, by the way, MLB Network, you need to put the big inning on all the time. Like, just hire more people and have it on all the time, please. Like, it's the most amazing thing you have going. It is. Every time it comes on at night, like, my wife and I immediately turn it on. The The best part about it is, is like, you, you get the blackout games. I know. We watched the Dodgers. And I don't want to give the, 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 the gig away here, but, you know, like, we, we've hated not being able to watch Reds Dodgers the last few nights. And yet, we've been able to because... At least from like the fourth or fifth inning on. Yeah, it's not a full so, game that you're watching. It, it's more helpful, obviously, for us. We're we're trying to recap everything here and and do our best. It's, it's very like, helpful. We're, we're amateurs, you know. We're not like in the newsroom or anything. We don't have sophisticated tech. I can watch multiple games on my computer screen, but not my TV screen. That's the only way to do it on the TV screen is through the MLB beginning. So I just wanted to point this out, like MLB. You need to put that on all the time. And if you need help, I think Nika and I would be glad to do the they morning hour. They consulted us. Yeah. They should have. What's up with that? Well, I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. We are available. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're ready to do the work. All right. But yes, just to put a bow on a, a rise, I'll be watching. I guess if he goes 0 for 3 tonight, he's still going to be batting 400 based on the previous math. <laughs> I hope he keeps going. If he can push up to like 410. 415 even. That would be crazy. It, it will just, because if he's able to do that over the next couple of weeks, it will also, as we see, like maybe his average will not go down a point. Maybe it will start going down by a half a point. And it'll just become like that much slower of a drop. You know, it's exciting to watch. We, we both like it. Well, I think uh, Louise Arise has a tall order to fulfill. And they have a day off today. So that's a good yeah. rest day for them. I, I, I think off days are good for players. Uh, Padres have an off day. Oh, we got a couple makeup games. If you're if you're being affected by the Canadian wildfires at all out there, you know, please stay safe, everybody. It's a, not anything to mess around with. We're in California and wildfires are like a regular thing over here. So anyways, yeah, I just wanted to give our East Coast and, and Eastern time zone viewers that are being affected by this smoke and smog situation, be careful. We saw the pictures. It doesn't look good. It's orange. I mean, we yeah. go, we see pictures like that here. In yeah, we have, but it's it still is like... It, it's, it's not, not fun. It, it no. looks apocalyptic mm -hmm. and almost it's, it's yeah, surreal. It does look surreal. All right. Well, I think all the important stuff's out of the way. Let's get into some injuries. Uh, for yeah, we have uh, we we've been trying to sort of come up with our our quote unquote regularly scheduled programming, but as we have been on the air now since April twentieth, we're in like our, our seventh week of wow. podcasting. Uh, and it has not been perfect, but we have been doing our best and we feel like uh, things are starting to take shape a little bit. But we are behind on our injury report. So we wanted to get back with you guys and talk about that. Okay. There is no bigger injury right now than uh, Mr. Aaron Judge. If you saw on Saturday, I believe it was, he went crashing through the wall and 
made a great catch at Dodger Stadium, um, but he unfortunately wound up doing like a, a jazz, it seems like. Uh, he stubbed his toe on the fence and uh, has a contusion. He's been put on the disabled list, actually. It's uh, his second time this year? Yes. Second time. He missed 10 games first time when he was out, and it looks like he's going to miss another 10 games this time around. Maybe less. His x-rays came back negative, so there's no breaks or fractures. Yeah, um, it's too bad. He is obviously now, if you remember, he had an awkward slide earlier in the season where he kind of like messed up his wrist and back. I want to say strain his hip. Yeah. That was the 10-day. I. Uh, it's scary when you get all six. What is he? Six, seven, six, six. He's six, seven. Yeah. With you cleats, get, probably six, when nine. You that big body, you know, sliding on the ground and like it, it just... Yeah, it can be a little bit of a cause for concern. I bet the Yankees missing him in the lineup. Yeah, they dropped uh, the White Sox game the other night. I think the the fire is helping actually the Yankees when it comes to injuries. It's two days extra. For sure, they were off. So, well, anyways, he's on the ten day DL, and uh, his return is to be determined right now. But the good news is, is there's no breakage on that big toe. So he will not be missing an extended period of time. Because he wants to get those homers going. Absolutely. Also wanted to bring up, uh, speaking of home runs, Pete Alonso. On the Mets? If, if you didn't see it last night, took a nasty pitch on the wrist. It, it looked really, really awful, actually, when I saw it in real time. Yeah, he had to leave the game. Yeah. Um, luckily, his x-rays are negative. Though, I should say, we should wait until later today when the swelling maybe goes down on mm -hmm. that thing. Because we could be seeing a Machado situation where they didn't initially find an ex uh, a breakage, but then when the swelling went down, they got a cleaner picture, and there actually was a, a minor breakage. So I would I would say, like, let's hold off and wait and see. But unfortunately, now we have both of the home run leaders in the majors on the DL in June. So that's never fun. Opens the door for somebody else to step in? Yeah, I mean, you just hate to see guys that are having good seasons derailed by injury. And, oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people were wanting to see if Judge could hit 60 again. But to be fair, he had come back from that first DL stint. He was mashing. Yeah. He was just crushing the ball. Um, and, and whether Alonzo got hurt or not, I think Judge was going to overtake him this month anyway. And he still might because I think when all is said and done, I think he might have the less hindering injury, I guess, when it comes to like your your toe versus your wrist as a baseball player. As a, not saying it's great, but... Yeah, you, you swing your bat with your wrist, not with your toes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the injury update for the home run leaders. And sure. We should also mention, if you didn't hear our show yesterday, by the way, uh, we mentioned uh, Mr. Jacob DeGrom, who unfortunately is having Tommy John surgery now and will be out, as all indicated reports say, until most likely 2025. Really tough blow for the Texas Rangers, the first place Texas Rangers, the, the World Series aspirational Texas Rangers right now. So all we can say is get well soon, Jacob, but I think at least for Texas now, they've probably moved on. Yeah. They have I no choice. They, yeah, I feel like they might have a clearer picture now. Okay, DeGrom is out. What's the contingency plan? We got the wizard. Let's go get. By the way, if you're if you're new here, the wizard is Nathan Eovaldi, and that's just what we call him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, it's part of his name. It's kind of elvish to us, you know. We, it is. We, we kind of have this fantasy, fantasy nerd side yeah. to us with Lord of the Rings and some other stuff. So yeah. deal with it. But the Grom is, yeah, that's a tough blow. And uh, again, he's still missing that third Cy Young. 
which is kind of like a, a lock to make you a first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, I know quite a few baseball card collectors out there that really want to see him get that third Cy Young and, and get that first ballot ticket to Cooperstown punched. I think without it, it's questionable whether he's even a Hall of Famer. It, it's it's hard juice to swallow, but has he put up enough innings and record and strikeouts? Can you come? Let's say like if he comes back and wants to be a closer, or they put him as a closer, does mm -hmm. that qualify him to get another Cy Young? Or? Oh sure. I mean, no. I don't think any closers ever won the Cy Young. Okay. I mean, it's generally geared for starting pitchers. Because you just take in all these stats, like innings pitched. I don't think a closer, even if a closer gets like 75 saves, you know, generally they're only going to have 75 innings pitched. No, I, I understand that, that aspect. That like can never compete with somebody that's going to get like close to 200 or, or more. So What about relief pitcher? If you stayed long enough innings? If you're, yes. I think okay. it's actually, it might have been done. I, I can't say that a closer has never won the Cy Young either. I have to look. This is a great question that I'm just, you know, there's so many baseball questions that you can't never keep track of everything. But I, I feel like maybe a reliever did win the Cy Young. But you have to also remember the relievers used to pitch like three inning saves. Yeah. Like they, they, that was their job back then, you know. And now everything's become much more specialist oriented. It's like, oh, I need to have a lefty-lefty matchup because this guy just kills right-handers. And, and so... You know, it's, it's not about like, oh, I have great stuff tonight. I can get this guy out, you know, like it's more about like, mm, now nah, we're going to go with the lefty that he can't hit, period. So, all right. There Just wanted some. to give that injury, though, in, in case you didn't hear the show yesterday that DeGrom out for the season. Okay. And out for next season, most likely. I d did a little quick research here and they do have a relief pitchers winning Cy Youngs. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll break that all down for you at another time. Yeah. Okay. The next on my injury list was Mr. Xander Bogarts on the oh, Padres. Yes. He's now missed four games in a row with this quote-unquote, I guess, wrist injury. We watch a lot of Padres games, mm -hmm. obviously. So we noticed, though, a few weeks back, he was actually had this like weird grip on his bat. And uh, I actually saw a few people on Twitter talking about it and wondering what it was. And like that's when I first learned that he kind of has this like wrist injury history. And, and you found some more information about that, right? Yeah, he's been dealing with that wrist so-called injury. It's never a fracture or broken bones. It's more of a swelling, like a carpal tunnel situation. Mm. And he had that going back all the way to the Red Sox. And he always played through that. He had a cortisone shot done before the season or not that long ago. So he cannot have another one done. So mm. that's why he has to go and wait out and see what happens be day to day when it comes to uh swelling and getting better but the Padres are optimistic that he will return during this weekend when they are facing Colorado well yeah and I I read a quote from Xander that like basically he's been dealing with this his throughout a lot of his time in Boston and he made a comment like I've, I've been a silver slugger award winner with it like he just doesn't seem really bothered by it so I don't think there's cause for concern at this time yeah. The only thing I will say is they did sign him just now to a really long-term contract, 11 years. Yeah. And I, this is the first time I'm hearing that he's had this lingering wrist injury. And obviously, the wrist is very important to baseball players. It's a huge mechanism in hitting and in throwing the baseball. So, yeah, we need to keep an eye on it, I think. It's not a cause for concern, in, at least in my eyes right now, but it's something that even three or four or five years down the line. And, you know, with all this money 
promise to him. Well, hopefully it doesn't turn into bad money spent. Time will tell. All right. I have a little update on Jazz Chisholm Jr. As we mentioned, Judge has the toe injury similar to to jazz he has a turf toe he saw a foot specialist on june 5th i believe and i guess everything's positive okay jazz is joining the team on their road trip i think florida's about to hit the road they have been let's see where are they they've been at home for a while and beating up on some bad teams (laughs) um but i have florida going to the white Sox. i'm sorry miami sometimes i call them the florida marlins sorry there's more teams now in Uh, florida that's uh You know, those are winnable games, Marlins, right now. I mean, the White Sox are also, you know, they got two today at Yankee Stadium. They've won four in a row. Mm -hmm. Miami won six in a row. So we'll we'll see what happens with the White Sox today. But two kind of hot teams playing each other, but I still give the edge to the Marlins and their pitching. They've been a lot more consistent than White Sox. Oh, yeah. And they're seven games over 500 versus the White Sox are eight games under. That's like a, a lot of difference there uh, marlins are three games out behind the braves but uh, three games yeah no i know they, they they are i think impressing people turning more head you know the marlins and the diamondbacks both expansion teams from the 90s are really turning heads you know and they're doing it with with young players and low payroll yeah compared to the mets yeah. definitely low payroll. yeah but also <laughs> i would argue like team baseball very team oriented baseball oh yeah Okay, I just wanted to bring up Jazz because he's a very fun player in the game. I know he's not had a, a great start to his season, and I think there's probably like questions as to whether he's a long-term, multi-time all-star or not. I, I just don't know if he is that player yet. Um, but nevertheless, he's fun, and I want to see him develop into that player if he can be. And he needs to be on the field in order to do that. So it'll be looking forward to seeing him return to this hot Marlins team and, and seeing if he can help them challenge the Braves. Um, okay, moving right along. I'm going to keep it in the NL, uh, but I'm going to move over to the NL West and talk about the Dodgers. No. Um, you mentioned some good news for the Dodgers, but also we got some more bad news for the Dodgers this morning, just now breaking. So um, you don't even know about this. No, yet. I do not. I just saw it on my phone. So do you want to start with the good news or the bad news? I start with the good news. Okay. Let's Why don't you give everyone news. the good news with your charming little voice over there? <laughs> Well, Julio Urias, the pitcher from the Dodgers, is expected to return on the 11th of nice. this month. He had starting pitcher for Team Mexico, by the way. Yes, he was, and he was out with the strained hamstring, so nothing serious since he's returning, and that's a really good help for the Dodgers because their pitching's been suffering a little bit. They do have young rookie pitchers, but I'm sure Julio wants to be back. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the Dodgers right now and the fact that they are still eight games over 500. They are unfortunately now second in the West for them. The Diamondbacks have actually overtaken them, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah Dodgers you, lost. You mentioned their pitching staff is banged up because they're already missing Walker Bueller, who had Tommy John. He is maybe going to come back this year, but nobody really believes that. But he's out till next year. And then you have... Justin May. Justin May, who is... Dustin May. Dustin, sorry. You have Dustin May, who is coming back from his own Tommy John, who now had a setback with some... I don't know if it was like a... Uh, I don't remember exactly what he had, but he's he's out until at least after the All-Star break. Yeah. You know, so he's gone for another six weeks from your team right now. And they really need Urias back Mm -hmm. um, because they've also now placed 
for Noah Syndergaard on the 15-day disabled list. Oh. So another starting pitcher down. Uh, Thor got kind of rocked in the game yeah. by the Reds last night. Apparently, He's... Dave Roberts has seen enough for now and is wanting to shut it down. He had a rough start this season. He was I, not. I just think he's had a rough time of it lately. He also had Tommy John surgery, I believe, when he came back with the Angels. It seems like everyone's having the Tommy John. It's, it's a hard one to come back from. You know, yeah. it takes time, and some people never do. It's unfortunate because Noah Syndergaard is one of the more recognizable Swedish players in baseball. You know, he, he, he's unique in that sense. You don't think of Sweden and the Nordic areas of the world as being like a baseball, a, a baseball yeah. grooming center, and yet. Here's this guy, you know, like, and it's obviously easy to go with the Thor branding for him and, and whatnot. And in these modern times, especially with Marvel and all the success that they've had at the movies and stuff. But the point is, it's it's too bad. I, I hope he can get it together and maybe have a couple more good seasons eventually. But he's he's been struggling. Yeah. All right. And where do you want to go next? Should we should we head to our cubbies? Yeah. Okay. As you know, we follow the Cubs. We have some updates on Cody Bellinger, who's been out since making a, an amazing catch. I don't and think he's... He got some kind of knee contusion. Yeah, he banged up his knee on the fence. A lot of fence injuries this year, uh, knees, uh, yeah. toes. I don't have a date for him to come back. There was just a knee contusion, no broken bones or anything like that. He's just yeah. being cautionary. No, he's he's CBD still, mm -hmm. uh, at least from what I read. But what they did say is he will go on a rehab assignment. Okay, so that's good. And then I got Justin Steele. Yeah, picture. I have. There's an update on him. Justin Steele had a left forearm strain. Okay, found it. all right. So Justin Steele is another cubby that's on the injured list. Uh, he's returning on June 17th. Tentatively. Tentatively, yes. I'm sure the Cubs are happy to get him back. They need pitching, as we noticed. <laughs> Yeah, the Cubs, man, uh, one of the weirdest teams in baseball to me. Just kind of uh, a roller coaster of emotions, and it seems like they win some and then they lose some. Anyways. Yeah, they are a fun team to watch. The, the combination of the youth and the veterans. Oh, absolutely. We can move to the Twins. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Just mostly wanted to talk about Bellinger and that he's definitely going to go on that rehab assignment. So it'll be fun to see him playing in Iowa with the AAA Cubs, probably. They'll do a little draw for those oh, games. Oh, definitely. He will bring some fans to the game. All right, the Twins. We have Mr. Joey Gallo. Uh What's the update on Joey? Joey Gallo was put on a 10-day IL with a strain hamstring that happened last Saturday on the 3rd. Yeah, a game against the Guardians. Yeah, that was the game, and he was pulled from the game, so he's coming back. All right, well... Welcome back, Joey, and uh, let's make sure to get those stretches in, buddy. No kidding. I got Byron Buxton. Yeah, Byron Buxton having a great season, but unfortunately he's been kind of riddled with these little nagging injuries, as I like to call them. Right now, it looks like he has a uh, left rib contusion. Mm -hmm. He got hit by a pitch. You know, I saw a replay of this this morning, and I have to say it looked quite painful and uh, probably lucky that there was nothing fractured. I mean, he took it like right on the, like, Right off the rib cage, man. Do they wear some kind of a protective no. thing? No. No. Ouch. Yeah. So it was one of those where he kind of just raised his arms. He raised his arms and kind of like leaned his hip towards the umpire, mm -hmm. but couldn't get out of the way of it and hugged him square on the rib cage. It looked it looks really bad. Imagine that. You, we all saw that umpire shot, right, last mm -hmm. week where uh, in the White Sox game where the catcher completely missed the ball and it was like, the umpire took it square on the mask. Like, yeah. imagine that, but now just your rib cage. 
with that, no that's mask. what it looked like with Byron Buxton. And no mask, mask to protect you. No mask, no uh, catcher's mitt, nothing. contact, nothing. Just straight on the ribcage. Ouch. Ouch. Well, I, that's all I had on my main injury list, but I did want to just list off uh, a couple of little things for everyone. Okay. Um, Gunnar Henderson, the rookie on the Orioles, he has had a bad back, and but he did play last night against the Brewers. And Cedric Mullins, who hit the cycle earlier this year for the Orioles and has uh, been having a really nice season, is out with a right groin strain that appears to be pretty bad. The manager did talk about it in terms of weeks versus months, but I was like, that's a long time for a groin strain. So, man... Stretch, everybody. Stretch. I know. I know these things happen, but I, I feel like there's a, a lot of it is stretching related. It seems a lot. People have those groin strains. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Jake Fraley from the Reds, the Viking, the, the, the one who inspired the whole Viking helmet on the Reds. He is day-to-day after he got hit, if you'll remember, the night before in that inning, in the ninth inning rally, he got hit to bring in, I think, the tying run before the winning run scored. but you got um, hit in the elbow. Well, it was actually the wrist. Oh. I, it looked like the elbow originally, yeah. but it, it, it turns out that he's got like a, a wrist contusion and uh, he is listed as day-to-day. There is no fracture. So Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, good to hear that. I don't want to see Jake going down when the Reds are getting kind of hot. Oh, yeah. Chris Bryant, I wanted to mention, is out for an extent uh, nobody knows right now. He has a left heel bruise. The good news is is he's throwing and taking batting practice for the Rockies, but he is not doing any running right now. And I I just wanted to point it out because I feel like it's a, you know, he's already, he had a rough year last year. He signed a Mm -hmm. big contract with the Rockies and then he he was injured a lot and did not play a lot and his numbers were abysmal. Um, And I just wanted to point out that he has like kind of had a, mini resurgence i would say this year you know his batting average is way up he's he's already hit as many homers as he had last year i think chris bryant on the field is a a valuable player off the field he is not i i i wonder if he'll ever reach all-star status again that's all it's looking less and less likely he's 31 years old now he had a back injury or a shoulder injury i think his shoulder that a lot of people accredit to his drop-off in power. It was a lingering shoulder injury. It happened when he was still on the Cubs and uh, that sidelined him for a long yeah. time. Nevertheless, you, you look at Chris Bryant and Cody Bellinger, both former NL MVPs mm-hmm. that kind of fell off of their perch, if you will. You know, Bellinger probably has had a little bit more of a resurgence this year, but We'll wait and see what happens. I, I don't expect necessarily big, big MVP numbers from either one of them ever again. But that's just that's just baseball, as Max would say. Yeah. Well, Cody's resurgence probably happened when he got moved to the Cubs, when he got traded. Yeah, no. He's, change he's, of place. I think the change of scenery has done him really mm-hmm. good. And I think, you know, he's been playing at a higher level with the Cubs than he had been the previous couple seasons with the Dodgers. Yes. But I think his best days, unfortunately, are behind him. And there's it, always somebody else coming. And there's out. always somebody else coming, as we say. Yeah. You know, like we we see it now with with Ellie De La Cruz, and it's fashionable to go young right now mm-hmm. in baseball. The young players are hungry and they want to play. They want to win. Oh uh, um, yeah. One last injury to get through, it, and it's just a minor mention. But speaking of groins, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Oh. on the D-backs, who is having an amazing season. If you haven't seen him play, he is really fun. To- he has a, a groin strain, but apparently it's very mild. He's just listed as day-to-day, and I don't believe he's on the disabled list right now. So, again, stretch, 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 stretch between innings. 
stretch, stretch all the time and stretch some more what are you gonna do out there in the outfield stretch what are you gonna do in the dugout stretch, stretch. what are you gonna do in the on deck circle stretch, stretch. <laughs> great glad we got that covered all right well get healthy everybody uh and I, hopefully we i think we covered a lot that was that was a pretty good injury report if i do say so myself but yeah get healthy everybody get healthy i hope everybody gets healthy and i hope everybody uh stays healthy it's important in the late season you're already getting to the swing of things so yeah. staying healthy should be a priority right now and i know all you guys are young but stay off the sugar man it'll keep you healthier i promise Stay right. out the sugar. That's my preach for the day. That's yep. it. I, I don't want to get too preachy. Well, thank you. We do have early games today. Yes, we do. So um, having said that, I think we're going to put a bow on this episode. Um, well, I was going to ask you, do you think the Reds going to sweep the Dodgers since the mm, early game? Well. I want to write it in my Red Book of predictions. Uh, yeah. I think the Reds are going to sweep. All right. Me too. All right. Go Reds. Go Reds. Go Ellie. Uh, love to see you play. If you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us at kanikadaily at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you all. If you have any comments, suggestions, anything you want to hear, or any topics you want us to discuss on the show, we're more than happy to entertain any of those thoughts. We want to remind everyone that we are now on TikTok and YouTube, and you can watch updates from our very own update specialist, Max Sugarcane. And we hope that you enjoy these little video presentations and share them with all your baseball fans and friends and family. They really are uh, a labor of love and we hope that they bring some joy to your life. Uh, that's will. about all I got for today's show. This is Kenny and I'm going to sign off. I will sign off as well and I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. Absolutely. Enjoy the getaway games today, everybody. Bye. Adios.